0: everyone and welcome back to opinions of mine it's been a while yes I, I wanted to be very active and then life happened but which is very i mean it happens all the time to me but i mean this is the lockdown version so hopefully i will be able to send few episodes in a row to my great producers of the gold coast report family that are going to put it together so that maybe we can keep some pace over this, uh, this lockdown and over this crisis. Um, we've been in lockdown for a few days, but I was already basically in self-isolation for uh, a week uh, before the lockdown was officially announced by the government. So I've been in my own personal lockdown for uh, a while now. And by the way, I was logging down myself quite a bit Uh, If you've listened to uh, the the previous episode, it's not been like the easiest year for me to be out there and be like, yeah, let's have fun. And then Corona hits. So uh, before we get into the topic of this new episode that is called Colonial Virus, uh, I want to, as usual, give a shout out to the Gold Coast Report. Don't forget to follow us on social media platforms. Gold Coast Report, GCR, or on our website so that you can have information on the biggest podcast family that we have in Ghana right now. So uh, why colonial virus? The the name colonial virus apparently came out from... some market woman interviewed uh, on I don't know which Ghana TV and instead of saying Corona by mistake they made it sound like a colonial and then it became something that I think I saw on uh, Twitter from uh, uh, Mensa and Panji and then we started using it amongst us and then something happened to me on the streets and, and 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 everything started making sense right so why colonial virus is actually a name that can make sense for the COVID 19 which is the virus that now is affecting our lives so much in ghana and all over the world first of all before i even start talking uh, stay safe wash your hands keep social distancing. We will get more in details to it, I think, towards the end of this uh, conversation. But uh, it's important that we all remember that we are in this together, that this is a very selfish this virus is making people very selfish. So let's try to keep thinking that we are in this together. So, everything started because uh, a few weeks ago uh, I was in Cantamanto with One Love, and uh, uh, because some of you might know, we've been working on this new project called Pigeon TV. Pigeon is a P-I-D-G-E-N we we are on instagram twitter facebook all the social media and uh, this project is aiming to talk about what we what we named real fake news real fake news because sometimes uh, our, our real news uh, are so surreal that can sound fake and sometimes some fake news can sound so real. So, um, I mean, if you check it out, you understand immediately what is the uh, objective of the of the of the channel and why we uh, decided to start working on it. And in the next weeks, we'll unfold more uh, episodes of the um, last week today show, which is hosted by one Love that I produce with him and uh, Sister Deborah, and she's also the one directing because we are in lockdown in different location so they're lucky to be together so they can produce the show also together so everyone is safe while we are Producing this show. And um, so, yeah, so I'm in Cantamanto. We're doing a ratchet to try to figure out our first content, uh, which was uh, the Anodros uh, video. I don't know if you've seen it. If you are Ghanaian, you're here, Anodros, probably now you're you're smiling. And um, so, I'm in the market, and it was like the first day uh, there was the first case, uh, the first imported and privileged case uh, in Ghana, which was the Norwegian ambassador and a businessman coming from Turkey, I think, that were the first tested uh, positive cases of uh, COVID-19 in Ghana. So I'm in the market and in the morning they just announced this and and I'm in the market working and I start hearing people say, hey, Corona. Corona. And so, like, I even look at what they're talking about me. And obviously, they were talking about me, right? And um, it, it was a very, a very interesting uh, synaptic connection in my mind. It's like, it made sense immediately because it's like, okay, they're obviously talking about me because, first of all, uh, we have realized that this virus is a in- virus that is coming from outside and is so big in Europe. So, even in, in like, in the communication the perception is that is a virus that is coming from the white nations or the western nation or the developed nations right and then I'm Italian so for me it's like well yeah we are the country mostly affected by the virus right now uh, which breaks my heart every day you guys have no idea but anyway I was like oh yeah well of course they're talking about me Uh, and uh, uh, because I I come from Italy. There was another interesting connection that came to my mind. I don't want to go too much in details, but when we are in school in Italy, uh, what we have to study is one of the biggest pieces of literature uh, that has been ever written in, in Italy, and it's called I promessi sposi by Alessandro Manzoni, which is an historical novel uh, based on some true facts happened, uh, that happened in the area of Milan in the 17th century, including the plague that at the time was spreading across Italy. But um, And uh, um, what was happening during this plague is that every time Uh, there was a sort of like hysteria around who was spreading the plague in town especially in Milano and so there were these people that that, that were considered plague spreaders that would go around and just like spreading like powders or ointments uh, to to infect other people obviously is something that is based on fear so most of the anointers were not actually real anointers and uh, uh, they were targeted by mobs uh, and uh, sometimes this thing has been used also against like like people used it to target uh, uh, political enemies or other things like that so at the time uh, it was enough to shout a sentence that means to beat up the um, the anointer which says in italian and so automatically a mob will start uh, and people will probably kill uh, the guy so i was like like it's it's really something that it takes a long time to explain, but in your brain it happens in a second, right? So I'm there and I'm like, well, what if Kenyans will actually become angry and, uh, and they, will, they will start uh, like attacking us like the anointers? But this, this, this thing like lasted really, really shortly. After I kept going in the market and people kept calling me like that, the deepest thing that happened and the most transformative thing that happened is that I started thinking, this is, the, this is a great opportunity for me. This is an incredibly humbling experience because for once in my life, I get to experience the feeling that millions and millions of known Caucasian people have experienced their entire life in the Western world. And sometimes even in their home, if we think about how some... Uh, expatriates treat Ghanaians even in their own country. and, and that was I have a heavy feeling that was with me the entire day. Actually at the end of the day I was I was really like in a very weird space with my mind because it was really humbling what happened but meanwhile that was so funny so we we're still there i opened my phone and meanwhile there's somebody else i'm not going to make name because that's not the, the the objective of this conversation right anyway there was somebody else who is a friend in a creative community who's a friend in the creative community as she's also not um ghanian and she's she's she posted something quite dramatic on her Instagram stories saying, Oh, uh, I've just experienced xenophobia in Ghana. This is so bad. I don't remember exactly the words, but I, rem- but I answered to her being like, Lol, what are you talking about? Like, LOL, what are you talking about? Like, I'm in Kanamandu and people kept calling me Corona, but it's cool. It's like, I don't think that anyone is going to attack you or whatever. No, and she said, Oh, but uh, they they told me they called me Corona and then they asked uh, my friend uh, if she was coming to bring. Corona, and I was, and in my mind, it's like, uh, well, that sounds like a legitimate question considering the situation. And by the way, I don't think anyone is going to attack you. And she was like, oh, but uh, would you go now alone out without uh, a Ghanaian friend or something? They're like, yes, I think I will. But uh, like this, in my mind, was like, what is going on? And and I remember having this conversation in the evening with other people and be like okay, we need to have a reality check on this, right? So I was talking with another Ghanaian creative friend in the evening, and he actually said, look, Ghanaians are anything by white people killers, right? And we smiled, thinking about like, different situations where uh, no one ever got hurt, even if they deserved it. But the rumors about this possible Ghanaian discrimination against obroni, Uh, against Wahai people, kept spreading. So somebody sent me, since I was having this conversation, somebody sent me like, oh, look at this. So there's Spiegel online. There was a contributor that really wrote something that I think it was very mm, uninformed and probably very superficial. But he said uh, that foreigners on the streets of Ghana, I'm reading now, are no longer followed by calls of Obroni. Actually, they wrote Obroni. With, with the U, so I'm, I'm clear the guy wasn't talking with a Ghanaian. So anyway, uh, Bruni, which is a, an older kind of word for white person. Instead, many yell out, Corona, go home. And it's not meant as a joke. Indeed, a- anger against white people has been mounting due to belief that they are the ones bringing COVID-19 to Africa. And the anger is fueled by the false claims being distributed in social media. So, I'm not seeing many false claims on social media. Like, the claim that a non, non-African, actually Caucasian person has, is the one that technically brought the virus in is not a false claim. That was technically what happened. Now, what happens is that uh, when people get scared, uh, obviously they have the tendency to uh, act irrationally. So, yes, it might not be nice to hear people saying, hey, Corona, but... Also, it should be understandable. It shouldn't make us react exactly in the same way and saying, "Oh, now we're going to get killed," because that really doesn't make sense. But like, if it wasn't enough, City Newsroom posted on—I mean, posted on YouTube—but then, but this apparently went on TV. Uh, a news report from the streets of Accra where they were interviewing white people feeling so threatened by Ghanaians. So. The person interviewed on the street is Omi Dehomi, and most of the people maybe listening know who is he is, but we know him from Seragio or whatever. And he is from Indian descent, technically, but born and raised in Ghana. So yes, he's Indian, racially speaking. I don't even know how to engage in these conversations because they make my brain explode. But anyway... He's Ghanaian. So even when he posted it on Twitter, he said, yeah, that was weird, because th- even if I told them that I am Ghanaian, they kept saying, oh, yes, but like, tell us, what do you think about it? So obviously, Join News wasn't doing their job as usual. Uh, sorry, City News, not Join News. I'm so sorry. City News. But on the other side, the other person interviewed is the director of this very interesting school called Liberty American School that, let's be clear, is making money in Ghana uh, with private education based on Jesus Christ. And I'm not exaggerating the situation. They are literally. And I'm reading again, our commitment is to provide a solid spiritual backing and influence quality academics of an American standard and excellent in every aspect of our interaction with you and your child. So this wasp um, woman uh, was the one saying that, oh, everything was becoming so scary. But literally, she had no right to say so. Because first of all, she wasn't the first one being uh, in contact with anyone, saying anything to her. Oh, yeah, she said something very ridiculous. Like, oh, now if you enter a supermarket, they look at you, they kind of follow you to see what you're touching. And it's like, well, welcome to the real world. Because for me, it's like this is something that you're experiencing and is so affecting you because you never had to experience being unwanted or not welcomed in this country because you're white and so now the shock is huge but if the reaction instead of making this a learning lesson so that horrible things that happened in the past won't happen again it becomes a way to blame Ghanaians for saying corona to us then we've not learned anything right i'm not saying that these people are bad people maybe they're not what I'm saying is that the mindset is so established that we cannot see the big picture in this situation. This, vir- this virus was imported. And if you remember colonization, one of the biggest crimes of colonization, colonization was to spread diseases that killed millions amongst indigenous population because the bacteria and the viruses they, we brought in those environments were not known, and, and, and so their immune system couldn't fight it. Now, the parallelism is not, it's not so insane, Right. It, it doesn't sound so different if you think about it. And so that's why also the colonial virus accidental name starts making more sense. And uh, yes, a lot of people will say, oh, this is a pandemic. I've, I've read about it. And then, like scientists it is a pandemic. So there was no way to avoid it. But let's be clear. If the government decided to apply the, uh, the, 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 the lockdown at the airport, not in the city, not in the country, before or earlier, we wouldn't have this problem. Like we are having a debate on how threatened white people feel and like and, and, and a, Ghanaian, a Ghanaian news uh, channel thinks that it's important to talk about it, but we are forgetting what's the main point. Like we are forgetting that the most vulnerable people in this country who don't have a house, a car, and savings, healthcare, will die more than the white minority that can protect themselves in their house because they have a house and they can stock food. And maybe they can even go back to their countries if things really get super bad. So... That was very disturbing for me because as people from the Western world, we' are thinking all the time, not me, Mia, <laughs> I'm stopped thinking that long time ago. But people I used to think that we are the ones spreading civilization and culture and democracy. And so now to feel that maybe we could have prevented this, maybe we could have also protected the most vulnerable countries from this if we were less obsessed by uh, business and things that like these people were supposed to come to Ghana because they couldn't stay outside even if the virus was already there because they thought anyway if I go back I'm gonna I'm gonna like first of all I can fly back to my country second of all I'm gonna get healthcare. maybe they have super cool insurances but they were not thinking about the local population. So what is real now is that the conversation I'm hearing is like, oh, now the Ghanaian are going to infect us. Because in our mindset, anyway, the black Africans are the ones spreading these horrible diseases, right? Like Ebola and all these things. That, that's where they're coming from. So now we're so stuck in that mindset that we cannot even understand that this now we probably spread more into the Ghanaian population and the vulnerable ones that cannot protect themselves. We are not thinking that the restaurants and shops where we buy our things that are closing are probably laying off their stuff. They're not paying them anymore. Where are these people are supposed to go and protect themselves? Uh, in fact, what, what happened these days? What happened is that a lot of people tried to go back to the villages in masses because they are not in the markets anymore. They cannot get disposable money for everyday life, every day. So there was this this no, this movement from the city to the villages. And these people are not going to get tested. No one is going to get tested. So if there's somebody in this group of people... Has already affected everybody, has already infected everybody, and it's probably going to infect the village. And more people will die. People that we cannot check, we cannot track, we cannot, uh, and we cannot heal because we don't have an healthcare system that can provide healthcare for so many people. So while the government as the nation the Christian nation and the Muslim nation, and if you're not one of those, well, sorry for you, to fast and pray because some supernatural power has to be the one to save everybody because they have no idea how to save anybody. Well, why they did that? Then they started allowing new saviors to try to come and save uh, our country from this virus talking about Jackma, talking about all the aid that is going to come from outside when we have money that are going to be spent on a cathedral or on other things instead of using the money to build facility, to uh, buy things that can help people to survive this virus. And in the meantime, it's been announced that there's going to be a VIP hospital for very important people in this country that are going to get affected. It's disheartening most of the time because the picture I see is very clear and it's like history repeating over and over again. We keep not learning. And so I'm trying in my little corner of isolation to at least spread conversations that can help us to understand that as the privileged one, we need to learn from these lessons. We need to take a step back We need to find a way to use this terrible crisis and experience to try to make the world a better place. Because, huh, I'm in some WhatsApp groups that will make your uh, skin crawl when now we are afraid that they oh why they're not washing their hands? Why they're not using sanitizer? And it's like... That's not the main problem. The main problem is that most of the people don't understand what is going on because the information has not not been spread to educate. The information has been spread to make people feel scared because when people are scared, you can control them better. When people are scared, are more keen to give away their human rights because they don't know how to solve this situation. And so there is again, a colonial and neo-colonial mindset that has been used to keep the biggest part of the population unaware, unprotected, and unsafe. This country has been my adoptive home for seven years. And in the meantime, while I'm here, my family is in Italy where people are dying and dying. They're not affected yet, but... I don't know, statistically, somebody from my family could probably get infected at some point. And so I'm here and I'm torn. Like, my heart is heavy because the two places that I love the most... One is suffering already so much, and the other one could have been treated with so much better regard if the mindset was different. So, I don't want to get too long because I think I'm already quite long, but I want to close saying one thing, right? So, when we are In this isolation, and we are safe. Let's start thinking how self isolation, yes, can save lives, but it's making us focus on the words self and isolation instead of the words others and togetherness. We need to keep thinking about other people, even if we are in isolation. One of my heroes. An Italian journalist who died, kidnapped, and killed in Gaza a long time ago while trying to give a voice to the people of Palestine against another colonial power. Before he was killed, he said something, quoting. We must remain human, even in the most difficult times, because despite everything, there must always be humanity within us. We have to bring it to others. So he used to say this thing, remain human. He used to say these things, and it became a sort of motto for our generation at some point, after he he got killed. We need to remain human. Because if we remain human, the next time that you are on the streets... And somebody will shout, hey, Corona. Then you will not feel bad. Or maybe you will feel bad, but what you should do is to hold on to that feeling and understand what big opportunity is giving you. Suck it up, breathe into it. And think about that there are so many other people in the world that had to experience that feeling thousands and thousands of times in their lives over and over again just because they don't look like you. So I think what this virus is telling us is that we should stay human, that we should stay kind with the other people. And that if we don't learn something from this experience, then this virus is not the worst thing that can happen to us. But there has to be positive messages, so please, try to keep a positive mind, try to keep, I don't know, like, I, I have a little, 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 little place where I can go out and then come back inside my house, and I try to do that, because I also feel that isolation, it makes our brains spin in ways that is not always um, healthy. Uh, I'm managing my panic attacks in self-isolation, I'm managing a lot, a lot of things that there's no point to talk about right now because the main focus is that we need to get through this together and so we need to use all the platforms that we have to spread conversation that will educate people and be better people that will make people uh, approach other people in a different way This is why this platform is so important. This is why it's responsibility for all of us to have a voice, to give voice to the ones who don't have it. We started seeing already episodes of violence against the most vulnerable people in this country. It has to stop. There are platforms that are doing pure propaganda lying about what is going on on the streets. Let's find the way to give the voice to the people who don't have it. That's, that's, that's my main, main concern these days. And trust me, on a personal level, I would have other concerns because there's so much going on. But I can't stop thinking about this. And that's why I was so like, how I was able to record this episode. Even if in the past I was more like trying to find a way to come out for my issues, now I feel that there's a need to record. More to talk more, to share more information with as many people as possible. So thank you so much for listening to me today. And if you have any additional thing about this, don't hesitate to comment, to share, uh, to let me know what you think about it. Uh, Again, it's a pleasure and a honor to be part of the Gold Coast Report family because it's a project that deserves so much um, support and uh, they are really helping us so much in producing all our content. So thank you guys as usual. Follow also the other podcasts because there's really so much on the platform from pop culture to sex, from sports to current affairs. So uh, just like find also, uh, now that you have time, find time to listen to people uh, from Ghana that have things to say. And and, and start debating You don't have to agree with me, you don't have to agree with people who have a different opinion from yours, but it's good to start having a a, a critical thinking process. So thank you again, and um, um, please remain human, that's the most important thing. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll talk about uh, other things related to uh, this self-isolation topic I think in the next episode and how I think creativity is the only way that can help us to get out of this crisis in a positive way. So thank you again, and we will talk very soon. Bye. This has been a Gold Coast Report for I've been told by so many people that I live inside my head, and I've been told by so many people that I live inside my head, and I've been told by so many people that I live inside my head, and I've been told by so many people, Charlie. You live inside your head. My mind's a lovely place to be. My mind was made just for me. My mind's a lovely place to be. My mind was made just for me. Nu mai eu singur m-ntelec, pacica s-ndus cu capul. Nu mai eu singur m-ntelec, pacica s-ndus cu capul. Nu mai eu singur m-ntelec, nu mai eu singur m-ntelec. Nu eu singur m-ntelec, nu eu singur m-ntelec.